Hi everybody, welcome to Season 2, Episode 16 of Word for the Week. My hubby has gone over the top this week and splitting linguistic hairs. <laughs> so, what's the difference between confess and profess in the New Testament? Splitting the proverbial hairs. Well, it had started 40 years ago, and it started with Romans 10, 8 through 10. Those verses which are recognized as probably the clearest instructions on how to be saved in the entire New Testament context. That's where he I've never been to an evangelistic meeting, probably never has been one that anywhere that hasn't included this passage. Um, so let me go ahead and share well, that. You kind of threw me there for a second. I've never been to an evangelistic <laughs> meeting. Said, oh, really? Okay. But now I understand. You've never okay. been to one that you didn't hear this. Yes. yes be my guest. Yes. Read the passage. Romans 10, 8 through 10. But what does it say? The word is near you in your mouth and in your heart. That is the word of faith that we proclaim. Because if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart one believes and is justified, and with the mouth one confesses and is saved. And here's how this this played into my verbal curiosity, if you will, okay. is that it just seemed to me that, that my whole understanding of, of salvation is and saving that there's this public declaration. Mm -hmm. and, and so I was saying, it always hit me funny. I said, like, shouldn't it say profess instead of confess that if you profess with your mouth uh, and it says confess, and, and I said, man, why, why the different word? <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. So <laughs> you've been obsessing over this word for 40 years. So. 40 years. Yes, I've <laughs> lost sleep on those nights I'm laying there awake thinking about why did God <laughs> use this word? So I, th I figured it was time to uh, end the obsession and come up with a restful answer that would give me peace. And so... What I did find out, and, and it was worth it for me, because what I did find out is that not only is the word used there very deliberate, it's that another word really couldn't have been used. It's crucial in how it's used there. Well, I'm, I'm glad your obsession paid off. It um, did for me. But what did you find? I found out now I'm saved. <laughs> That's good, Pastor. That's, that, yes, that was good to have a saved pastor. Yes. But... Um, this is uh, kind of where when I got so so obsessed with this, first I went to uh, you know English definitions and Greek definitions, and I found I still wasn't finding out what I needed to know. So then I started taking the words apart and looking at the components of the word, and finally <laughs> peace began. So well, that is pretty obsessive. So <laughs> what did you find from the components of the words? Well, in my obsession, this is what I found out. As, okay. uh, I'll start even, usually we start with the original language. I start in the English uh, because it's it really helps explain it. It's starting with uh, fess. I mean, uh, both words end with fess. And, and, mm -hmm. and not to make the mistake of S, as in somebody's a princess, or whatever, you know, that's a whole other thing. This is fess, F-E-S-S. -S. So, so you're fessing up a bit. Yeah, that idea is you look <laughs> at it, right? Uh, if I asked you the words, you, you added one. Uh, we're talking confess, profess, and now he's like just fess all by itself. Mm -hmm, now mm -hmm. here's one for you. 
and I bet you with your keen Kathy mind, you'll be able to discern the meaning of this word. How about this one? Okay. Disprofess. Well, I guess it would be undo what you professed. I mean, yep. to renounce something, I guess. And you wouldn't guess where I came up with some of these. I was trying to break these down. <laughs> There's whole articles out there on Scrabble so that you can have the best <laughs> words. Those Scrabble people, they already knew how to be saved. Now I know. Oh, goodness. Uh, but that is that is right. Uh, fess uh, in that way is, is to renounce something. So the root fess, it's, it comes from Latin like most of our words. And it simply means this, no matter how you're using it, if you use the word fess, is to declare or acknowledge something. Okay, well that's so right. now let's add con and or, or pro to the beginning of that. Yeah. What does con mean at the beginning? Okay. And, you know, just before I hit that, you asked a real good question when we were we were talking and just kind of being honest and real with each other before we hit the camera, you know. <laughs> okay. But you, you brought up, is that where pro and con comes from? Right. And and we say and it might except uh, that comes from a Latin phrase uh, pro et contra, uh, which means for and against. So and we shorten it to pro and con. So right. it I think it still fits a little bit, but it's a whole other story than what we're talking about really. Okay. So we're talking about con as a prefix on a word that component you stick on the front of a word to give it meaning. Mm-hmm. Like congenital confirm. Yeah, yeah, congenital confirm. Mm. Your, your, and what it means, con means to join together. So, like congenital, how right. do you, you get a disease because your mother had it or your father, and then you get it. Mm-hmm. So uh, it can mean to join together or simply to intensify the meaning. Like, I want to stand firmly behind your thought, so I confirm what you're thinking or saying. So right. that's where con comes from. Pro, uh, uh, the other Latin little cap for a word, it, it simply means literally to move forward. Hmm. So, you know, we think of it when something is put forward, you'd say, well, that was on the front of my mind. Right. Or that's my first priority. Uh-huh. It's that thing that's in the front. So well, that's where pro comes from. Cool. That's uh, it, interesting. What... What did you uh, find out from all this word splitting? <clears throat> well, <clears throat> here's what uh, I found as I looked into it. Because uh, if you look into the broader meanings of it, uh, con, uh, to confess, it's dealing with something that's going on inside you. Right. A- and then then it, it comes out. But it, it really has to do with the state of what you are. Pro is an action word, really. It means to move something forward, to make it, uh, whether it's publicly known, whatever, uh, even professional, yeah. uh, means yeah. that you practice what you preach in a way, or practice the skill that you claim you have. So to uh, this may seem oversimplifying, and yes, it is. I am guilty. <laughs> but here's where I ended up with it as far as we're using it, is to confess, is to acknowledge something inside, and to profess is to declare or take action on something outside. So confess inside, profess outside. But but the Bible wasn't written in English. Oh, so is, don't tell that to those <laughs> those King James folks. They sure the. Well, does this still hold up in in the original language of Greek? Yeah, uh, and that, which is an excellent question. 
And uh, the, the fact is, is that in the Greek, the two words are entirely different words. Huh. So, so bottom line, there's no mistaking when you're translating one or the other. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like, I mean, even though there's this overlap in the just like confess and profess, right. but there's no way that if you were a, a, a professional <laughs> scribe, you know, translating uh -huh. this stuff, that you'd mix up the two words. They're very... Uh, different words that, that they use there. However, just like the English, the overlap between the two words is they both deal with acknowledging something. Right. So, as I'm understanding it, both words are about that acknowledgement, but mm -hmm. it's a question of how. How, right. And, and the fact, exactly. And just like confession, uh, the word in, in, the, in that original Greek we were talking about was homologeo, and uh, it literally means, well, we all know homo, no matter what you stick out, means same. That's basically, so it's same thing as another. So confession is to, um, to be sharing something from inside the same feelings in the broader meaning. That's, as a matter of fact, uh, before I dig myself a linguistic hole, why don't I get you to read some of the official uh, lexicon on, on <laughs> what homo legeo means. Okay, sure. It then means to concede, not to refuse, to promise, not to deny, to confess, to declare, to admit one's guilt. Well, that certainly sounds like the main focus is the inner state of the person, so now how about the word profess? Okay, profess. as we move from that, and I, you know, if I was a b brave person, I'd try and say this word and I know I'm going to get it all wrong. Uh, Better than me. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I, you know what? <laughs> that is butchered so badly. We'll make sure, at least for those who, who, who view the, the webcast. Podcast, sorry, folks, you're on your own. <laughs> but as far as the webcast, maybe post the word. Yeah. But uh, it means this in the Greek. It means to announce to furnish something, mm -hmm. to engage voluntarily, and, and once again, that's these are all action things. Right, right. To engage in one's skills, uh, to assert something about oneself. Okay, so for example, I, I assert I'm a carpenter. Mm -hmm. I'll engage my skills to renovate a house. Right. And furnish my own tools to do it, so... Yeah, that that fits pretty well. Yeah, that's uh, the whole idea. It's a, the the whole idea of the profession in the original Greek is very much a um, well profession. It's a a very active word. Yeah. Okay, so it really does parallel our meaning in English. So confess focuses on the inside condition, while profess focuses on the outside action. Correct. Now, here's where it starts getting really interesting. I know that okay. may, maybe some people think, man, that's some dry linguistics going on. Uh, but it, in kind of sucking the marrow out of the words, sometimes you end up doing that. But now, Since you were fretting over it for 40 years. 40 years. Yeah, so. People, you can live with me for 15 <laughs> minutes. Uh, and and I'm, I'm free. <laughs> but as we looked at the confession being on the inside, profession on the outside... Uh, and we got this understanding, the word confess in the New Testament is yeah. pretty interesting. comes up always in a positive kind of um, instructional way as in commandment. Right. Profess or, or confess right. comes up 
12 times in the New Testament. Huh. So, for $100, I'll never give you. <laughs> How many times do you think the word profess comes up? Well, I mean, they're both important, so I guess I'll just guess 12. <laughs> 12, and even 12, it's yin and yang. And that's the way I was thinking, too, you know, that it must be a balance. But the truth is, profess only comes up twice huh. in the entire New Twelve confess, two profess. And what's even more interesting is, as confess is used in these positive uh, contexts, hmm. the two times, not that it's a negative word, but uh, the, this, the contexts are, are, are very sobering or warning uh, context. So even the two times it shows up, it's in kind of a negative light. Uh, and, and as a matter of fact, since there's only two, I thought I'd get you to read both of them, let people see what I'm talking about. Sure. First Timothy 2, 9 <clears throat> and 10. <clears throat> Women should adorn themselves in respectable apparel with modesty and self-control, not with braided hair and gold or pearls or costly attire, with, but with what is proper for women who profess godliness with good works. Okay, and right there, just, just to confirm uh, <laughs> yeah. our suspicions of the words, is that there you go, profess is tied with, uh, with an action phrase there. Right, right, mm -hmm. okay. Titus 1, 15 and 16. To the pure all things are pure, but to the defiled and unbelieving nothing is pure but both of their minds and their consciences are defiled. Mm -hmm. They profess to know God, but they deny him by their works. Once again, yeah, profess well, I, is an action word. I see what you're saying. Both these passages deal with how we show the rest of the world, what, what, what we, we yeah. show right. the rest of the world. Yeah. So what do you take from all this obsessive word splitting that you've done? I mean, what's the... Well, besides the fact that I should sleep well tonight. <laughs> yes. Uh, well, for one thing, um, it put to rest that whole wording in Romans, like I said, to, yeah. to, to say uh, that if you confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, it has to be said that way because it all starts, and it's telling you, it all starts with what's going on inside you right. uh, before you start going outside. So salvation doesn't start with what we tell the world. Salvation starts with what we acknowledge within ourselves. Right. And in this case, I mean, if we continued on with a phrase, for instance, in this case, the acknowledgement is Je not just Jesus, but Jesus as Lord, uh, a quick side trail there, Kyrios, meaning the master, which he, the master, Kyrios, is the one who owns everything, uh, doles out everything, sustains right. everything. So he owns everything, even you. <laughs> so, it, yeah, it's, it's saying salvation hasn't even started till a person acknowledges inside that Jesus owns them. Yeah, that's exactly right. Huh. Um, you know, it's not, it's wonderful that, that we're moved to actions and stuff, but it all starts with the inner acknowledgement mm -hmm. uh, of who Christ is and really who we are ourselves. Uh, and, and that's all at the core of Christianity. Uh, and, of course, there's more to the message because there, that involves uh, the resurrection and divinity and all of that. Mm -hmm. But in the scope of our issue, we, we're just trying to let me have a good night's sleep. <laughs> so we're, we're dealing with confession and profession. Right. And the point comes down, like we say, I don't think we could acknowledge this enough. If, if it doesn't start by what's going on on the inside, it doesn't matter what 
what what we do on the outside. Yeah, that's true with so many things. I was thinking mm-hmm. even what we eat on the inside is how we're we're able to accomplish whatever it is that we're doing. You know, I well, mean. Well, and there's that saying, right? You are what you eat. Right. Yeah. Well, that's what yeah. that's what I was thinking. Yeah. You know, and, uh, and and I right now I'm a lot of cake. <laughs> <laughs> because you've been making some. Very delicious, by the way. Well, that's good. Um, a final, um, it, well, this is a little bit off the trail. All right. But, uh, do you think that what Paul, that this is what Paul was talking about in 1 Corinthians? First um, Corinthians 13, 1-3. If I speak in the tongues of men and of angels, but have not love, I'm a noisy gong or a clang, clanging cymbal. And if I have prophetic powers and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have all faith so as to remove mountains, but have not love, I'm nothing. If I give away all I have, and if I deliver up my body to be burned, but have not love, I gain nothing. Right. Uh, And first off, before I even respond, kudos to you. As boomers that you didn't sing that song, (laughs) break out your lighter. If I speak, how how does that tune go again? if I if I have no charity, that's the chorus. If the love, love does not flow from me, I am nothing. Jesus reduce me to love. And of course, it has the all the the almost the entire chapter in yeah. that song. Yeah. And so every boomer Christian has, if they know anything, we should know First Corinthians thirteen. We've been singing it for right. decades. Right. So anyway, <laughs> like we say, I'll confirm that as well. Yes. Um, and so, and, and it's true. Love is an inner nature. Mm-hmm. Love is a fundamental attribute of God. Right. So it fits really well in, in the idea of that is a confession before it's ever profession. Okay, well, that's cool. Um, yes, that is another biblical word. <laughs> cool. Yes, another boomer word. Um, just a final thought on this. The word concede, yep. concede, was in the definition of confess, right? Right. So it struck me that it, also saying salvation is something that is accepted and never earned. Yeah. And yeah. we're certainly called to action, but without honest acceptance. I mean, there's still there's stillness. Right. any salvation. Right. Exactly. The idea that acceptance. And to me, like I say, after 40 years, I discover that all these concepts that are told to us in other ways, mm. sitting right in the sentence that I was losing sleep over, <laughs> And obsessing on, yeah. but it's all in that so deliberate a word. It's just simply amazing. Huh. So actions, yes, meaningless. Uh, as far as eternal life goes, it, it starts with the nature, and then and then the actions are simply the result of the nature. Confession has to come before profession. Yeah. So yeah. they knew what they were doing when yeah. they used the words they did. That's right. I, I, I know there's... This is a lot of word splitting, but maybe worth it to understand a bit more because I mean, the nature of salvation—it's just so important. I yeah, mean, yeah, it's fundamental. So, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, On to our highlighted. And music. another one of these beautifully not awkward segues <laughs> <laughs> at the end of our our thing. Yes. Now that we beat the dead horse, we're moving on to music now. And we are featuring our good musical friends, the Hackelmans. Mm-hmm. I'm a fan. Love these guys. 
uh, Sally and Mark, and they they did us a huge favor, if you will. At least it was to us. I think it was their glory to God, you know, that mm -hmm. type of thing. But instead of our usual music, we had bluegrass praise music for mm -hmm. the um, for the main part of the music this Easter. Made it very unique, and uh, and so we wanted to feature them. Right, and <clears throat> since it is a little um, different, we wanted to take advantage of highlighting two songs so from Easter week. So, yeah, and as you go through the week, may you profess what you already confess. <laughs> okay. Well, be blessed and enjoy, and we'll see you next time. Bye.
I will cling to 
Community.org. You can also catch our live stream on Canaan Community's Facebook, YouTube, or your favorite podcast app.